what are you going to tell us, tough guys? My usual. Zero. Nothing. What's going on, man? Did you get out for a round of golf today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I did. You know I did. I, uh, it was an eventful day. We, uh, it was me and my mate that should be working. He's on a lunch break. <laughs> just the, just the two and a half hour lunch break. One of the joys of working from home. Um, so that's why some people didn't mind working from home. They loved COVID. They loved the lockdown. They're like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, Dude, I've I'm got out. so many friends who are so upset with the fact that the working from home thing is, uh, well, it's not necessarily slow. Well, it's slowing down a little bit. Like I've got a couple of mates who are um, one in particular who's he's got to be back in the office now two days a week. He's like, sweet, so you mean I've got three days of free time? Is that what you're <laughs> trying to tell me? Um, yeah, so I was playing with him and then we got paired up with two other randoms. And I almost, I almost walked off on one of them. We actually ended up just walking off because he'd take way too long over the ball for, for his ability. He could just walk up, close his eyes and swing and it'd be just as good. But there were two slow groups ahead of us, so um, it just meant we'd, uh, we'd walk ahead and then while he was playing his 13th shot for the hole, we just <laughs> chipped and putted around the green. So actually I was... The short game was good today. Your short game's always good. It's getting better. It's getting better. I still do. Like today, I was one over after eight holes. And the ninth is very birdable. Is birdable a word? I know what you're trying to say. I'm not not convinced it's a real legitimate word. But unfortunately for for me, I understood perfectly that you're trying to say one under par. Yeah, yeah. Birdable. So yeah, I can you can definitely bird, and I put it into the. Tr- I was just trying to. I wasn't being aggressive. I tried to lay it up. Went into the trees. I had to chip out. Ah, you've made a mess of this and double bogeyed it. So I was three over after nine. So did you just play nine? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, old mate wanted to carry on and play eight over, and I thought I can't, can't play with you anymore. We're done. He's on the eleventh hole right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh i've got i've actually i don't is this a, illegal to take footage of someone i'm not sure i don't know i don't think so i think i think it's only illegal if they catch you otherwise yeah. it's just <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah i, I thought I'll, look, I'll capture a little bit of footage but i'm not sure what the legal uh ramifications are of sharing this sort of stuff on on your socials i think you need people's permission and stuff isn't it I had the dodgiest mate in high school. He was, um, it's so funny as well. I wish you knew this guy because it just, it, you would fully appreciate the fact that he did it if you knew who he was. But <clears throat> he was like a, he was like a bit of a tech guru. He's a good looking guy, but he also had this real, like this real cheeky slash, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say creepy because he's a wonderful guy. But when you're 18, I think your, your morals sort of slip a little more regularly than, than maybe what they do when you're 35. I remember one day he got to school. He's like, hey, bro, check out this chick I saw on the train. I go, what, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, I've got a video. <laughs> and I go, how do you? Sitting, it was like a, no, it was. It was like a, uh, it was a, it was a, a video camera directly facing. I was like, dude, this is the most obvious thing. Like, it's, it's so obvious. He's like, no, no, like, because if you do it with enough confidence, people just assume you're on your phone. I was like, man, I think we're going to get arrested. So, yeah, yeah, I think, you're definitely. I think when arrested. you just, I think when you're filming a bloke hit with a nine iron, it, it probably doesn't have as many um, sort of negative connotations as what filming like a 23-year-old chick who's way out of your league on the train might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clearly obvious when, you, when you're doing that. But I, was, I wasn't hiding the fact that I was doing it. I was. So. Yeah. See, that's where you and my mate were very different. I think if he got caught, he would have been in a whole lot of trouble. He would have found himself yeah. in a real pickle. And I, I just went rogue and uh, just said, listen, I'm going to film you guys playing your shots. Um, but people do take a lot of time over the ball. We, I was playing the other day and I was watching this guy in the hole next to me and range finder out. And like it, some people have all the gear and you think, oh, this guy looks like he can play a little bit. And their practice swing looks good. And then for some reason they stand over the ball and they just go, oh, I don't think we meant to say the word. <laughs> but there you went. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I, just realized, I just realized what the word was. 
<laughs> it's taboo now, isn't it? Um, uh, do you remember a day? Yeah. Do you remember? Because you're a few years older than me. What are you? You're 42. I'm 30. Yep. Just turned 35. You didn't call, but it doesn't matter. Um, I I remember I remember a day at, in primary school. I think it was a little bit frowned upon to say that word, but mm. now it's it's completely taboo. But when you were in what you would have been in year six in about 1992, I reckon. Um. Grade six, uh, 91. Yeah. Or 90. Uh, 85. Oh, yeah. We'll say, no, yeah, 91, 92. Because 91, 92, you, you would have been able to throw that word around fairly loosely, I'm pretty oh, sure. Like back in. Yeah, that's, what you called your, that's what you called your teacher. <laughs> and it was a compliment. Yeah, yeah, they loved it. That's, yeah. That's what we called family members at reunions. Oh, man. That's so funny. So, dude, three over par is really good golf. That's, um, because I've only played with you, I think I played with you twice now, but the most recent time was was December December last year. And I remember, um, see, on the opposite, I feel like I'm I'm okay off the tee. Some of my fairway shots are okay, but as soon as I get on the G the the green, my hand starts shaking. I can be on the green on a par four in two shots, and then six putt. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's such a brutal game, like. I can do everything I need to do, but it's just a matter of doing it, which breaks my heart because, like, you can do it. I can, I can do what I need to do. And then you don't do it. You're like, why didn't – and then you hit another ball and you did what you're meant to do and you're like, you just can't – you just never have a perfect day. Do you feel never. like it – is it a focus thing or is it like a, a discipline thing or is it a uh, just like a skill or a combination of all of them? Because everything you're saying, dude, I, I – like, I don't know if the listeners know, but but about a year and a half ago now, so as you know, I started taking up day trading. And it's it's like a skill thing. And it's a, it? it's a oh, well, it's definitely a, it's a skill like, um, like a pattern recognition element of it is a skill. Like you have to sort of know what you're looking for. So uh, yeah, it can definitely be acquired. Like it's a skill that you can, that you can improve. But then there's so many like emotional factors, which is similar to golf, where you might have like a, a bad trade on the trade before and then for whatever reason it carries on to your next trade and you're, you're carrying like this emotional baggage to your next shot and oh, i was i was i actually can't tell my wife what happened today because i was just so undisciplined i've got this rule where i'm not allowed to trade after 11 30 and i was like going okay today. i got myself out of a pickle as you know i'm playing with peanuts pretty much but i got myself out of a pickle which is seven dollars down and i got back to even and i was like i'm back anyway at about 12 o'clock i got home and my computer was still on and I saw the screen and I was like, oh, I see a setup. That's going to work. I'm going to break my rule to go in here. And then I pretty much just got my ass kicked. And then I, I start playing this ridiculous catch up where I'm just, I reckon in golf terms, I'm just swinging. I'm like, I'm doing the opposite. I'm not lining up the ball. I'm just doing the happy Gilmore. Like I'm running up to it, just whacking it with the putter from 120 meters out. God, I don't give a shit. So I don't know. I don't know if that relates, but but what do you reckon it is in the golf world? Because I mine's definitely a skill level more than an emotional thing in golf. I don't. I'm not passionate enough about it to care. But someone who's playing at your level, like there's a there's a few factors that come into actually a good round. Yeah, it's just it's. Well, first one is shot selection. All right, what, what are you going to do here? And I like up. Sometimes I play with some mates who are really good. And if you can talk through a shot with them, like oh, if they even ask, oh, what are you going to do here? And you talk it, yeah, you talk through it, geez, you play some better golf rather than, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and do this and do this. And you're just like, no, don't do that. That's dumb. That won't get you a good result. Mm-hmm. The risk reward. And then, yeah, there's obviously shot execution because I'm so new to it. Like I was talking to my mate today, should have been working. And... <laughs> Yeah, well, like, we've only really been playing properly for two years since uh, yeah, we went into lockdown, which I think was this week, two years ago. Hey, happy anniversary, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. My, my life's never been more better since. <laughs> What's that about? What was that, what was that all that about? I don't know. They got well, excited, I think. I think they panicked a little bit. But you're not allowed to say that on YouTube because the videos get taken down. Yeah, no, it was a great decision. Thank you to everyone for keeping us safe. Everyone involved. I feel so safe and protected. It's funny yes, now. Like, have you seen some of those articles coming out that are like uh, after after lockdown for two years and remaining inside and wearing masks, 
a lot of people at risk of super flu due to weak immune systems. I was like, dude, okay, look, I'm a 35-year-old bloke who's read a couple of articles. I'm not a qualified doctor. I could have told you that a year and a half ago. If you had said, has it got any long-term? I was saying it. Me and you were saying it. Has it got any long-term consequences? People go, nah, just shut up with all your questions. Just do what you told, you cockhead. Stay home, stay safe, and all this together. What about when the celebrities came out and they were saying, just stay home, stay? And they're in their bloody mansions and out in their farms and stuff. And they just... I think it's a, I reckon the celebrity part of it is, I, I reckon because you're losing so much work and you're so used to like public limelight and attention, you have to come out and and say something because it's like, okay, this could be the only really emotional thing that I can do for the next 12 months. So I want people to think of me in really bright lights and like in a really lovely way. And it's so see-through. Do you remember that thing? <laughs> do you remember that, that video that they did about, um, uh, it was that Black Lives Matter cause and there was, just a whole heap of white people, and they came on, and they're like, "Look, did I send that to you the other day?" Oh, it wasn't and the other day, but I think you were. I think you originally sent it to me. Like was talking. Oh, I sent you the Jim Bob one. Do you follow Jim oh, Bob? Dude, Made by was, Jim Bob. That was so funny. When you, uh, well, why was a white actor trying to talk like Batman? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hang around yeah. with complete racists for the last thirty <laughs> years. I'll, I'll never again. Speaking? I'll Why was he again. squinting? Was the sun in his eyes? No, it's sincerity. I used to have a mate that did that. Every time I saw him, he's um, not a mate anymore. It wasn't because of this. It was just we drifted apart. But it was like mm-hmm. a, <clears throat> I don't know if he was meaning to be arrogant, but it came across real arrogant. Every time I'd see him, I'd go, hey, man, how you going? He goes, hey, bro. How you doing, bro? How are you? Oh, what, are you oh, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I can see your brain. Like, your nose is so tilted back. I can see what you're thinking. There's a walk that the dudes do out of a gym like that, especially if they got one of those nipple-exposing long singlets. There's a look, and they'll have that. They'll have their shake out because you've got to get your 30 grams of protein in so you don't go fucking cut them off. <laughs> get that little window of opportunity. And they have that, that same walk with their eyes slightly closed, feet splayed, if that's even a word, and it's Okay, just stop. Yeah. Doing the confident duck walk. Yeah. <laughs> the CD, the confident duck. The confident duck just walking out like they've got a dumbbell stuck in their asshole and they don't mind it. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Just move. The movement of their shaking of the protein bottle is symbolic of their personality. Just a complete wanker. Ugh. Mind you, I always I leave the gym with a bit of confidence as well, especially when I not in, not so much anymore because even when I have a bit of pump now, my biceps aren't impressive. But when I went from sixty seven kilos to eighty kilos, I forgot that there was people in the gym and their their skinny side was eighty kilos. So I would leave the gym going, all right, I own this place. I'm the king of the gym. I'll catch you all next week. And I would walk with that strut. And then some bloke who's about to go in and, and squat seven hundred kilos on each leg walks past me and it wasn't until that happened that I thought okay well you've still got a little bit of work to do pop you're gonna have to maybe drop the attitude increase the protein and the meat intake 67 kilo I was little man I was skinny actually when? I, how long ago how long ago yeah 2013 because how tall are you I'm six on the dot pretty much that's a bit generous you're maybe. 67 kilo yeah I was I was I'm I'm about 66 kilo and I'm 5'6, maybe 5'7 if I'm too stretched. My upper yeah. body was see through when I was, I always had pretty decent quads, but I remember like if you went outside on a, you know, quite a fluorescent night, you could, you could see through me. It was blurry, but you could see through a little bit. You need to run around the shower to get wet. It was, it was like that as well. And I, the reason I got into the gym was because uh, when Jesse and I got together back, what was that? Embarrassment. Embarrassment? <laughs> yeah, just humiliation. You should have seen the first couple of gym sessions I did, asking people to spot me with the 10 kilo bicep girls. You're asking people to spot you for your warm up. I was like, dude, can you spot me? He's like, dude, you're doing body weight squats. You're stretching. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the cross trainer. <laughs> how can I spot you? You're doing downward dog. They just come behind me, start dry pumping me. Can you spot me? Dude, you're opening the door and it's automatic. <laughs> Can you spot me? You're standing <laughs> in. Why do you need a spot? 
It's your dream so ridiculous. Dude, can you spot me? Dude, you're sitting in your car. You just need to open the door. I know, bro. It's heavy. <laughs> Can you spot me? You're filling your drink bottle. <laughs> you drink it out of a sippy cup. <laughs> Dude, can you spot me, bro? You're having sex with your wife. <laughs> can you spot me? You're having a snooze. <laughs> oh, bro. It's so silly. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. I feel like there's a good joke in there. Oh it's very funny. But yeah, I was sick. Dude, I was 67 kilos and uh my upper body, I'm not kidding. You are like, if you gave me a cuddle, you could feel my ribs. Jesse was always like, Oh, babe, it's so unattractive how I can literally see your digestion taking place because there was just <laughs> no, there was nothing going on in there. And uh, so I said, All right, as soon as I retire from running, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I actually go out, I'll get a gym membership. I won't pay attention to, to the food that I eat in the sense that, um, like as long as it's putting food, uh, bulk on me. So I, I don't think I did it clean, like, I don't, I, it was clean in the sense that it wasn't just on Maccas, but. It was like a whole heap of carbs. I reckon if you had looked at me when I was 80 kilos, there's just a there was a massive storage of water going on in my muscles because there was there was carbs and there was meat and there was a whole concoction of things going on in my body. But the goal was I don't care how I do it. I just wanna I just wanna actually be able to open the door by myself because this is embarrassing. Um you ever watch the liver king on Instagram? No. You ever heard of the liver king? Dude, you're so much better on Instagram than me. I go some, this, this is true. I actually forgot to tell you this. I'll sometimes go scrolling through some random person's feed. Like I'll just, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a recent example, but I'll go, I'll just go through a feed of someone that I think I only know out of my friend group. And I'll scroll 37 photos down and read the article. Then I'll look up and see Shane Flash Gordon's liked it. I'm like, hang on a second. He's, <laughs> he's so many steps ahead of me on Instagram. It's really, um, it's really impressive. Yeah, thank you. I, um, yeah, there's a guy called the liver king. And he just eats like raw organs and things like that and raw liver and testicles. And like one the other day, he, he shot 50 raw eggs. And um, yeah, check out the liver king. It's hilarious. Well, I, I actually am interested in that. I was talking about this with a couple of blokes at, um, at a gig the other night. We we're just talking about what people can stomach. Like there's some foods that some people can stomach that I just have no idea. Like if I... <clears throat> If you cooked a meal for me and I like the taste of it, like say it was meat, you'd cooked up a meat. I didn't know what it was. I liked the taste of it. And then halfway through the meal, you said, oh, dude, you're eating liver. I panic because it's like a foreign part of the animal that I haven't eaten regularly. I'm like, oh, actually, I don't like the taste. This is horrific. I've got it. And I had a mate, actually, it was the same mate who took a photo of a chick on the train, which probably shouldn't have brought up, but I'll I'll, I'll keep his name to myself because he hasn't been arrested for it yet. Um, But he could, he could scull a raw egg. And I would, I would try and do it. And just the texture in my mouth would make me spew. Like I just, I'm sure I could improve it, but there was a, there was definitely a, a little bit of a, a weak stomach going on in, in my department. What do you like with weird foods? I had a mate who ate, have you ever seen those half formed fetus birds? It's like a, it's like, I can't remember what it's called, but it, so disgusting. Uh, something like that. It's like where you can actually, it's the fetus. You yeah, crack yeah, the egg. Yeah. He's got a video of himself in uh, Cambodia just eating it like it, like it's nothing, barely barely breaking. He wasn't breaking a sweat. Yeah, well, well Cambodia you probably would be sweating, but not because of the food. Have you been to Cambodia? No, I haven't. I've been to I've been to Nepal, I've been to Vietnam. I've never been to Cambodia. Okay. Have you? Mm. Any good? We didn't stay our the intended length of our stay. Sure. Why are you being so politically correct with this head? So I feel like you want to say it was the most bullshit country. Really enjoy it. Yeah. Tell me, this is um, you've got. No, me- it, was just, it was just kind of. Look, yeah, you go to the temples and stuff, and they go, "Oh, you can do a four-day temple trip," and you're like, four days of temples, dude." The- we, did, we did half a day and like templed out. Yeah, I, I would be the same. The way you answered, I thought you'd been molested by an elder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm bigger than all. That, that's what I liked about Cambodia. I'm big, bigger than everyone there. Oh, that must be that must be such a trip. And when you're five six and you're bigger than everyone, what is that what you are? Like, you five six? Five six, five seven. I'm, yeah, I'm bloody, bloody Pfizer. Mm-hmm. I was six three before my. Uh, I love that show. joke. <laughs> oh um, man, are you doing any gigs this week? No, no gigs this month. Are you? You're on tonight, aren't you? No. Yes, you are. Are you serious? With who? 
I think you're on the late show at HQ. No one with Ferg. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm just um. Oh, dude, and I just got a message from Blaze White saying, "Come down here." I'm gonna have to message Ferg and say um. Say I can't make it. I might go do a sneaky gig tonight in Geelong. I so Ferg only put the um the message out. To, oh, I did too. Oh, bugger. I was um I was hanging out for it all week and I just assumed I, I didn't make the cut. I might have to mm. message him and uh and suss it out. I'll, I'll run it past Mrs. Popplestone as well because I've been out twice this week. So I want to uh want to also be a good husband, which is um what did you do this week? Uh I did I did sloth on Tuesday. Mm. And then I what? did it was it was okay. I was to be fair, like the gig was actually good, but um I was doing a lot of new stuff. I, I felt like my actual, this is maybe a sign that it wasn't as good as I thought. The actual jokes that I was trying weren't, weren't didn't get like a, a crazy good response, but I felt like, you know how you can riff in between a joke. And if you're trying a new joke, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. And then you can, you can riff a little bit. I'll just take the laughs where I can get them. And I feel like sometimes that, that intermediate stuff, like the stuff in between is, is maybe funny, which is unfortunate based on the fact I put so much time and effort into writing a funny <laughs> joke. And then I just say something on the spot. And they're like, that was quite funny. I go, no, but, yeah. but laugh at the other stuff because there's, there's nothing in what I just said that was meant to be funny. But anyway, it was, it was okay. It was like a, it was like a five, five or six out of 10, but it's also hard because it was one of those nights where there was um, maybe, maybe like six punters in the room, which was okay. But oh, that's where I was. I was at laughs on Lantern on Tuesday and that was awesome. That was so good. So, um, there was a dude, there was like, there was five punters in the room. There were five people there, but they were the kind of punters that were so into it, man. And, and my new favorite comedian, or oh, he's right up there, is Next Colored Colorfella. Color Falifla. I keep calling him Colorfella. I feel like it's very racist. Yeah. Color Is that how you say it? Uh, Color my dream. Color Chameleon. <laughs> Um, yeah. but he was yeah. dude he got up and uh he was amazing like to five people he's just he's so i don't know if you've seen much of him i actually haven't but he's so he's so casual he's so comfortable on the stage and he's sort of the same like just his his riffing was was awesome like his jokes were got a good response but just his his random riffs as well were, were really good it was funny because the thursday before we me and colored color fella as i call him and not to his yeah. face anymore uh, especially based on the fact he's a, he's a Middle Eastern man. I'm going to have to just really be careful with that. That's just sort of clicked into place. This podcast is going to get banned for sure. Um, but dude, he got up at, he got up at funny bunny and it was so funny because there was, there was probably 10 people in the room, but just scattered sporadically throughout the room. No one really enjoying the night. Uh, not cause it's not a great gig, but it was just one of those random nights. And, uh, Anyway, he got up and no one was listening. And he was like, he was just leaning on the bar. He had his notebook there. So the stage is here, the bar's there. He was just leaning on the bar, just reading his jokes out. No one gave a shit. And I was like, man. And even then last week, I had no idea how high quality he was as a, as a comic. And then after Laughs at Lantern, dude, I went to the comics lounge just to go and check it out. And Khalifa was up mm-hmm. and he was doing the same set as he did at Laughs on Lantern and bought the house down. He was he was so good. Yeah. Uh, Khaled Khalifa. Do you like yeah, him? I'm only we were on to, at the same show at uh, Gorilla one night, but I got there late, so I didn't get to see him. Uh, that's one thing I there. like about the guy. He he goes out to the um. He'll go out and do a whole heap of open mics as well, even yeah. though he's he's clearly in terms of um. Like maybe I don't know if this is true, but in terms of reputation, he's he's pretty up there with like the best comics in Melbourne. But I, I love the fact that unlike a number of the other best comics, he'll just go out and smash an open mic with three people in the room. Yeah, which is there's something in that. It's like a I don't know if you call it a purist or if that's just a wanky term, but I just reckon it's cool that you can you can perform in front of such a massive audience who loves your stuff, and then you can just go and just run some stuff past a whole group of people who don't give a shit about anything you're saying. Exactly. Um, I was thinking of a, a bit today. I was at Woolies, and the fact that there's a health food section is like, isn't that just food? Food that's like, grown well, naturally. I, yeah, well, yeah, like the, the health food section. I'm like, what the fuck's health food? Like, what's the other shit? Yeah, well, the other shitty shit. But 
health food. Isn't it weird that they have a health food section? It is weird, man. I reckon that's a, and you just touched on it. It's an even deeper subject because you walk through aisle three, four, five, six, and seven, and then mm. it says it's just like you've got your chips, you've got your your processed whatever else it is, your gravies, your sauces. You're right. Like they're not like they're food in Australia 2022. But if you had to put it in front of my great grandma when she was living in Montenegro up in the mountains, she would have been like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Well, it is a good point. Maybe everything that's like the fruit, the veggies, the meat section, that's the health food section. And there's something you go, "Uh, maybe it's not as bad as the other shit section. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they need. Health food, just food section. Okay section and uh, rest. And the rest is wonder why you get sick so often section. <laughs> Seriously, it's so true. But even what's funny about the health food section, if, if you stop there and have a look at it, they've got their muesli bars and they've got their like 80% cocoa, chocolate or whatever it is. But you look at the ingredients and you're like, okay, so what you're saying is this food's just been marketed as healthy because the, the, the contents of what's in here is still bullshit for you, really. Yeah, yeah. And, you can yeah. Or you can eat a plum over there. I'll take the plum, thanks. It's just a fancier way of saying expensive muesli bars instead of normal price muesli bars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Get your muesli bars here if you live in Turek. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I was thinking about that. I might try and turn it into a bit somehow. Dude, that's good. Yeah, I reckon you could turn it into a bit. Have you got any other other bits that you're sort of flirting with at the moment? Any other things that you're playing with? Let me... uh... <laughs> the only thing more arrogant than someone flaunting their re- reusable bag is the reusable bag itself. I thought, aren't all bags reusable? It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> yeah, they're all reusable. I oh, know you can't reuse that one. Why not? Only that one over there. It doesn't says say reusable. reusable on it. Yeah. And there's only a yeah. few things. You can't say everything's reusable, though, can you? Like that. Re- saying something's a reusable bag doesn't make it a reusable bag, but saying my wife's reusable doesn't give me an excuse to go out <laughs> to start. <laughs> yeah. yeah, reusable condoms, wash it out. Oh, gee, yeah, that's uni for you. <laughs> uh, all food is good at 2.30 in the morning. No, you haven't told me that. Agree, though. Yeah, you can eat, and you can eat anything. You can eat anything at like two thirty in the morning. You can have a bowl of cereal. You can have a sandwich. I don't say sandwich properly. Yeah, you just <laughs> said sandwich. Yeah. You forgot the W. I noticed that. I was. I thought something I, I might have glitched on. Yeah, what's going on there? Sandwich. Well, you, clearly you've known me well enough that I don't speak very well at the best of times. But sandwich doesn't come out very well. I forget the D, I forget the W, I chuck an M in there instead. That's how do you spell that? That's S A seven M I C H. I C H, yeah. Yeah, you can have you can eat anything. You can eat a bloody lasagna, you can whatever you want. Ice cream, 230. It's happy hour. You've got yeah, that's a good point. Again, we've had this conversation. I agree with your statement on the most part. In fact, I, I listened to Joe Rogan talk about that. He's like, all right. After a gig, if he ever does a late gig, the mm. hardest thing for him to do is just to get home without stopping somewhere along the road, like an in and out to get a burger. He's like, Joe, you've got a whole, you've got a cupboard full of really healthy, beautiful food. As soon as you get home, don't get caught up at in and out. He's like, before I know it, I'm halfway through an in and out burger. I've got a bag of chips and a Coke. He's like, oh no, I've stumbled. <clears throat> I wonder what that is. Like, maybe it's just because, because uh, this isn't, this isn't a unique thought. I've heard this before. Yeah. There you go. I was just going to say, it's not a unique thing. Like, I, I feel like I've heard a lot of people speak about how their uh, their standards of food really drops once that sun is well and truly down, but but just moments before it's going to rise. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Like, I'm not sure. There's a primary school opposite my studio, and it's very uh, multicultural. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about when I went to primary school, like, I think there was only me and one other coloured kid, and his name was Jose. Um, and so in school production, 
I claim every foreigner. <laughs> it didn't matter where they're from. If they needed someone to play someone from a foreign country, I was the man. <laughs> That's really good. Could play an Eskimo. That's how my Eskimo joke. No, not yeah. Eskimos. Um, I'm Mongolian. Mongolians are just Asian Russians that like riding horses. It's <laughs> a fair does. point. I know. And how stressful for the horses, knowing that if they don't perform, they also eat horses. That's a fact. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Apparently, that's how hamburgers... Here's a weird fact. Apparently, hamburgers are... I heard this somewhere. It was started because they'd get the meat and they'd put it between the horse and the saddle. And then when the horses used to ride and the heat from the horse and the pounding of the saddle would cook the meat and they'd have that as like a hamburger that's yeah that's one of those kind of foods i reckon i'd struggle to eat just the thought of the uh of the bloke in the seat ball sweat maybe dripping through somehow would freak me out oh no because it's he's got a saddle and it's mm-hmm. in between the saddle and the horse that's probably wrapped in something but yeah the heat and the pounding there you go that's interesting, isn't it? I don't know if that's true. It's just something I heard I hope, on Rogan. I, re- I really hope it is. No, I'm pretty sure that, I, and most people agree, that everything said on Rogan is a fact. Of course it is. Anything else is misinformation. Yeah. It's, uh, isn't it funny how misinformation changes too? <clears throat> I was having a great ban from social media and platforms. No, now it's information. I was having a chat to uh, to Jesse today because so Candace Owens has she's doing like a, a seven part series on on vaccinations mm-hmm. and because she's had her first kid and so the whole story goes that when she was when she was younger apparently there was some vaccination which was created to help reduce the risk of ovarian cancer mm-hmm. and uh, and so like she was young and she was like oh yeah I'll, I'll go and get this um, so she went and got it and then for whatever reason she had a bad reaction to this particular vaccine like she blacked out after it felt really sick and the doctor was like oh it's actually it was just because you um you hadn't eaten before before you came in she's like okay so it was a like a lot of vaccines i think you had to go back and and get your second round and she was explaining that um on the second one she went in with a full stomach and had the same reaction she 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 blacked out and then when she came to she was having a fit like at the actual at the actual doctors and she was like man this is such a strange experience because um you know i sort of just took the word that that i need to get this and um, uh, she was, and she's just talking about her own personal story and she started to think about it more as she was about to have kids. Like she started to research vaccines and blah, blah, blah. And I, it's such a hot topic and I, I can't really be bothered getting bogged down in the details, but she said that one of the things a lot of people say to her, uh, when you, when she talks about these vaccines is, oh, you can't talk about it because you're not an expert, Like you're not, an, but then the problem with that argument is, and maybe it's credible to some extent, but then. Even the experts disagree. Mark Oshka's got this great bit where he talks about how there's there's so many there's so many doctors who butt heads over so many simple things. So you can't just go to a doctor; you have to go to a specialist. So, but then you get to the level of a specialist, and you realise that the specialists disagree with each other. So you have to go above the specialist to an absolute expert in the field, and then you get to the two best doctors in the whole world on the topic. And they disagree with each other. And he talks about how you have to just come up with your own theory because you can't trust anyone because they're all just saying the opposite thing, despite um, you know, despite their title. And I, you said something to me, and it was relevant uh, in my mind that segue. But I can't remember what I was riffing off. What you just said. Um, everything is good at two thirty in the morning. I hope it wasn't that because that was a uh, <laughs> no. Um, Oh, misinformation. Oh, misinformation. Yeah, yeah. It was just interesting when you speak about the misinformation thing because it's so true that it doesn't matter who you are, if, if the like the majority of the public or majority of the public who have a little bit of power over what information people hear get their hands on it, they're going to just discredit whoever it is that they, they don't want to have a platform to the yeah, best of their yeah. ability anyway. It hasn't worked so well with Rogan. No, no. It's funny the, the things that you want to say. Misinformation and now, um, oh no, that's yeah, things have got you banned off social media, banned off various platforms, banned, taken off. I, now it's oh no, that's considered as you know, yeah, that's the truth. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. I saw so Russell I was, Brand, Russell Brand was talking about that the other day as well. It was like, yeah, there was, there was exactly what you just said, there were so many things that you couldn't say six months ago 
which are now just generally accepted as being true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banned. You can't. Yeah, yeah. banned. Like not even. Oh, we're not sure about that. If you said it, you got taken off. Yeah, various platforms. But now it's just like, yeah, no, that was true. Oh, that was for your own safety, though. All right. Oh, how about I fucking decide what's? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard as well, man, dude. I've got like. I've got 1,500 subscribers on my, um, I'm not saying this to break because it's not very impressive compared to, you know, most of the channels, but I've got 1,500 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And even that, it's like, I think this month, maybe I earned 100 bucks of revenue just from videos that don't get a whole heap of views, but it's okay. Yeah. And then you look at people like your Rogans or your Russell Brands or like your Mr. Beast, that guy that I sent you today. Mm. And you think about the amount of money, like if I'm getting 100 bucks a month or just under with not that many views, like an okay amount, but in comparison to these guys, it doesn't even register. Yep. There's that much money that these guys are making that to deplatform someone, it's actually a you can see how they have you by the balls a little bit if they if they want to, because if you're making in Mr. Beast's case, I have no idea. Like maybe, maybe half a million dollars a month, or I don't know, maybe more, maybe a little bit less. That's um that's enough to make you watch your tongue, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, you see your mate Tim Dillon's coming to Melbourne, dude. Do you want to go? Let's go. I'm pretty tempted. I'm pretty keen to go. I like the guy. I really like you the guy. Like but the guy. when's he coming? I, I listened to his podcast the other day and heard he was on his way. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty keen to go. What is it? Is it like a live podcast or is he doing stand up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really keen to go see the guy. It's so funny, man. He's uh, I don't know. Have you listened to any of his podcasts yet? I only listen to him when he's um, a guest on other podcasts. When he's been on, um, I think it was on Rogan or he was with maybe Mark Normand. Oh, did he go on Mark Norman's podcast? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think, or maybe he was on the other one, something. I, I think I've seen them. Oh, no, maybe they were all on Rogan together. Oh, that's right. Dude, I remember the first time I saw him, he was on Rogan. He was talking with, uh, it was Alex Jones there. And I was looking mm-hmm. at him. I was like, who is this random bloke just sitting in the corner? I had no idea about the fact he was a comedian, about the fact he had such a big um, sort of following in the scene himself. And it's it's funny because since then, I've become such a massive fan of him. He's just, I, I can't even put my finger on what it is. He's 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 such a different kind of uh, he's such a different kind of funny. It's like that a little bit obnoxious, a little bit. Well, he's just so tapped into that world of conspiracy. Uh, I guess you say not not the world of conspiracy, but just that world of asking big questions to the people you're not allowed to ask questions of. And it's funny what works. Like because then you go to a bloke like Theo Vaughn, who has I don't know if it's equally as big, but also a massive podcast. And dude, he is he is like you've been telling me about him for two and a half years, and I've just got on the bandwagon. And I'm yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful for your consistency because Matt he did this thing the other day he's just sitting in front of his camera he had his glasses on inside, which is just a great start to any podcast. And then he starts playing his introduction song in the video, mm. and I thought, oh, you know yeah. how most people will just go, oh, okay, well this is my introduction song, I'll, I'll just play this out. But he's there just on these ones, like <laughs> dancing to it, him. so yeah. into it, talking about girls that he saw at a. Uh, talking about some chick that he saw at a, a restaurant a few months ago. He's trying to talk about how big her boobs were. And he, he refers to him in seven different ways. He's like, she had a couple of, couple of big, the old cream puffs on the front of the old uh, upper stomach. She had a couple of the old, a uh, uh, couple of the old milk trucks, the, uh, the milk mountains. <laughs> them there, that there. Uh, he's great. He's, yeah. Yeah, so he just doesn't... Yeah, hour, hour and a half, whatever, just by himself, just talking away. And he's great. What else, man? Man. What else is going on? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was 13, I, I was in a relationship with this. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian, but man, she was strong. She had a haircut that was a uh, was terrifying, looked like my older brother. And, and when, when we kissed, she used to pick me up and I, I felt like I had to wrap my legs around. I didn't know what else to do. I was just dangling. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, do you listen to all these episodes? No, I'm um, bloody hell. I'm on the uh, 
I'm on the golf podcast train at the minute. Yeah. Um, I was listening to one the other day and they were just talking about yeah, weight distribution of your feet. It's so interesting about where people's weight is when they hit shots and things. And yeah. So you can that's what I don't understand when people listen to say crime podcasts or serial killers and stuff. You can literally in this thing here is every everything possible you can listen to. Feel good, self-help, whatever. No, let's listen to fucking people murdering each other. You're like, why are you choosing that? Yeah, that is a real interesting. Well, yeah, don't listen to that then. What are you doing? The thing I always struggle with is, is knowing what to dedicate my time to because I feel like listening to a bloke like Tim Dillon, it's pure entertainment. Like you might pick up little nuggets of wisdom along the way, but I'm like, all right, like what's the reason? I may as well be watching a football game. And there's so many people. I could I could easily fill up 24 hours in a day just listening to podcasts. I like chuck on a Rogan, there goes half your day. And then a Tim Dillon, a Theo Bond, you're like, all right, you've got six hours left and I need to sleep. Um, yeah. So it's always hard to know. I feel like I need to balance it out sometimes. If I uh, So my rule is I can listen to a Tim Dillon or whatever on the way down to Melbourne, which is an hour and a half. Yeah. And then on the way back, I'll listen to, have you heard of Dennis Prager? Mm-hmm. He's like a, he must be 70 something, like a 70 something year old. Jewish guy. He's got a, a podcast called Fireside Chat. He's like he's a bit more of a conservative, um, yet really dedicated Jewish guy. And he's just he's such a switched on unit. So that's like the balance out. Not saying that Tim Dillon's not, but I'll listen to him on the way down and then to restore the holiness that I've lost just through enjoying yeah. that podcast so much. I'll listen to Dennis Prager talk about God and religion and and how there's a way through the tr- the struggle. So I get home, I feel balanced again. Yeah. Do you, have you got onto Tuesdays with stories yet? I've listened to one episode and the both the guys sounded the same. So I couldn't, I wasn't in the mood for it. It's it's hard. Oh, I find Mark Norman so hard to listen to sometimes. Okay. Do you, yeah. do you know what well, I mean? One of, my mates has said, one of my mates has said the same thing. So, um, I find it really helps me, uh, gets my brain working in that creative way. Like, yeah, just the, their little puns and their play on words. And, um, yeah, I find it, if I listen to that, it helps me write better. I do love, that's one thing I love about the guy is, is his ability to riff is his mm. next level. I heard, him, yeah. I heard him riffing in like a recent upload on his YouTube channel the other day with some Asian guy in the crowd. Can, can I just show you this? Yeah. Someone from... Russia is calling me. Man, I'm I'm not kidding. I've got so many missed calls. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove this to you right now. I've got so I get so many missed calls from Russian numbers. Look at this. Can you see it's a red one? Like, uh, yeah. Kill. Put your phone down. Oh yeah, I can see the Russian. See the yeah. Russia. Yeah. Man, Svetla- so how many Svetlana's trying to call me? Melania. Yeah. Yeah, Russia, yeah, Singapore, yeah, Melbourne, Singapore, Singapore, Turkey. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> imagine that you pick up the phone and you say, what am I doing? Sorry, bro, don't talk chicken. <laughs> That's funny that we're copping missed calls. Maybe they've realised the war's not going as well. They're trying to recruit. Oh, the war's over. That's why petrol prices went down. Have they gone down really? Yeah. Because the war. Oh, they went up because the war. Yes. But so if they came down, is that because the war's ended? Dude, I'm just so oh. happy to hear that they're down. What are they down to now? Under $2 again. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So out in regional Victoria, where I am, the other day I filled it up for $1.96. I thought you were about to tell me they're back to 95 cents a litre, like 1997. No, no, no. no, they had to. They went up because of the, the war, um, and now they're down again. I'm like, oh. had nothing to do with the government just throwing out millions of dollars here and there. They need to recoup some of it somehow. Bang, just lost my YouTube channel. Just, Thanks a lot, the champ. Just lost my YouTube. Just, just, uh, I'm just throwing things out there. I don't know. I'm, I'm thick as shit. I'm first to admit it. Um, however, you do need to recoup some money somehow. and. I'm sure the government does make some money on that. Oh my Is that right? Gosh. 
I'm not sure. I'm going to, I, I disagree vehemently with everything that's just been said. I think it's a disgusting thing to, are you, you're a conspiracy theorist, essentially. No, no, no. Oh, I just, I've just got questions and if someone's got a, an uh, answer to it. Time for your booster. And, uh, and cigarettes. It was a respiratory, um, COVID's a respiratory virus, isn't it? Yeah, but the heat from the cigarette smoke actually helps. So it makes sense that you were able to. Oh, so it's not the government earning 75%. No, idiot. No. Wow. As if you would even speculate. No, no. I thought, man, why would, why would they still, if it's a respiratory issue, why would smoking still be allowed? Yeah. What could it be? Because it's about health. Let's, let's, let's focus on health, Tyson. Mm. And for me, nothing screams health like a pack of Winnie Blues. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think two negatives make a positive, which I learned in year 10 math. So I think if you're smoking and drinking, essentially you've got a six pack. Oh, yeah, like those blokes that wash windscreens, traffic lights, ripped. <laughs> the most ripped. Doesn't come with a good healthcare plan, though. No, or a dental package. <laughs> oh, they, they, they are always ripped. I've never seen a fat one. What is that? Is that just because uh, essentially taking the stereotype that these guys and, and very rarely women, you know, I don't just want to, I don't want to be misogynist. Um, Man, I have seen a couple of, nah, it is interesting. I, I think sometimes uh, just the addiction to drugs maybe takes your attention away from food. So you look like you've got a really solid lean body mass, but it's just, um, yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure what they're going. And to be honest, like the movement of washing car windscreens all day, assuming they've got that work ethic. Yep. Yeah. Strong work ethic. What I also find interesting is the shirt off, but jeans. Yeah. Yes. I've never never sported that combination. It takes a lot of confidence for anyone who's not on ice. I I go, yeah, I'm I'm going shorts before I'm taking my shirt off. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. However, I've I've broken that rule a few times. I remember getting to a bloke I used to run with here, run with, how do you say that sentence? I got to a bloke's house where I used to run with and I had tights on and a singlet. Yeah, I had tights on and a singlet. And I remember walking in. Running with. Yeah. Or ran with. Ran with? Yeah, a guy I used to run with. What? That makes sense, doesn't it? Am I I speaking English? Does it feel nice coming up the tongue? That one did, to be honest. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, a guy I used to run with. But originally, like the original stuff, I feel like I've, I've lost a couple of listeners here because the speculation <laughs> around this sentence, and, and rightly so, I would have ended this podcast an hour ago and it's only been going for 52 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, but um, uh, yeah, I remember rocking up at his house. I had long tights on and a, and a singlet. And I remember walking in, he's like, oh, crap, I'm confused. I was going to use you as a gauge of what the weather was like outside. He's <laughs> like, is it, is it shirts off weather or like, what are we doing? I, was, I can't help mm. you, Collis. Do you, do you like running with tights? Nah, not anymore. Not a, I used to. I used to like training with tights. Like if I was going for a jog, I'd, I'd love mm-hmm. training tights, just the shorts. But if I was in a race, I don't know what it was. I couldn't. I think, I reckon tights look great on a distance runner if they've got real skinny legs. But tights Ooh. on me looked ridiculous because I had really butch, like my my quads are, are, are big. They had a reputation in the running world for being glamorous, glorious, and and quite sizable. That no one ever said that to me, but I just I feel as though they were bigger than most people. So that it could only be the uh, <laughs> the way they looked at it. And but my legs looked funny in tights. I don't know what it was because you have to you have to be aware of your package as well. And and my package next to my tights looked even less impressive than my package just sitting there by itself. Oh, so you wouldn't go tights and shorts? Nah, it was against. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I, I always felt like if I did that, people would look at me and go, oh, that guy's self-conscious about his little tiny penis. So I'd much rather them just go, I guess it is a cold day. Yeah. What about tights and like a singlet or a T-shirt with a bit of extra length? Yeah, that's acceptable. Mm, Something that just hangs below the nut. Yeah. I I never used to wear jocks as well. When I Like if I used um, just regular running shorts that weren't tight, I wouldn't wear jocks. And I got a photo of me uh, warming up for a 5K race at the old Olympic Park snapped just mm-hmm. under the light and you could just see as like you know when like you've got a little chode and the fabrics just stretch back over it i'm like okay that can never happen again so that was but when i was 21 i was like oh no one will notice that and i posted on instagram 
or, or it was on a, on Facebook at the time. And every comment was nice chode, dickhead. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna take that one down. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I've never heard that word, chode. Haven't you heard the word chode? No, chode. It's, it's a terrible word. How do you spell it? Uh, I'm I'm sure it's C H O D E. Oh, chode. Like I'll Google it. I'm chode. sure you've heard of the word chode before. No, I never heard chode. All right. Well, this is what this podcast is about. We're here to educate. Yeah, every day's a school day. <laughs> every day's a school day. Oh my gosh. Um, oi, bro, I'm I'm not able to talk for ages because uh, I've got to go. I'm on dad duty this afternoon. I've got to go pick up little mate real soon. So I might love you and leave you in a couple you of minutes. Call him little balls? <laughs> well, I, I didn't call him little balls, but that that, that sort of phrase would, would fit quite perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be careful who you tell because some people like hearing about your children. <laughs> <laughs> I let him run around at the beach in the nude. Well, you posted a funny photo of him just at the at the what was he at the skate park or something? Yeah, you know when they got yeah. that funny little bloated belly and they <laughs> got that real curve in the lowest in the lumbar. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, so, it? it's so funny because he looks like he uh he looks like he's got so much swagger as well. Like his his spine's way too much back. He's got his little fat tummy and he just walks accidentally just with this little strut. Unless he's got an insanely high level of confidence. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was last night. I took him. <laughs> yeah, I hope he can fight like that. No. Anyway, bro, I've got right, a. Uh, when, when, so you got a gig tonight? Well, apparently, I'm going to just run it past Jesse and make sure she's happy for me to go out. But I feel bad for Ferg because I just assumed that I'd missed the uh, that I'd missed the cut. Mm. Anyway. So what's your one tonight, Geelong? Geelong, yeah. There's a new one in Geelong. Um, so there's a couple of guys going down there. So I might uh, I might just make a, a late appearance and it's only half an hour away. That's a local one for me. Yeah, who's on? Uh, it's a great question. I know Gavin Semple is, yeah. but um, I haven't seen the rest of the group yet. So I'll uh, I'll let you know. But it's a pretty cool gig. Like I went there a couple of weeks ago, and it was a, was a they're a little bit they're a little bit of a tamer audience. But um, like apparently the first week they started, it was just off its tits. Yeah. So I'm hoping and tonight's off. Starting news coming up in a couple two weeks. What's that? Sorry, you're me. Huh. What are we doing? You know what we're doing in two weeks? Is it our first gig? Yeah. Is it two weeks? Yeah. Bro, let's get this party started. That's great news. That's come around really quickly. Yeah, the 8th. Friday the 8th of April. Yes. Yes. Here we go. The vault. Yeah. Let's just call it. Yes. Yes, sweet. That's good. And we should put a poll in the middle of the room and tell people that's the poll vault. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Let's do it. Bro, I'm going to yeah. love you and leave you because I go get, right. gotta go get little balls. Let's do this. All right. Have we love the champ. Wait, I'll speak to you soon, brother. Thanks for, um, thanks for right. coming on again. That's, that's fun, as always. Yeah.